Low voter turnout in several key states may very well have cost the Democrats the presidential election in 2016, and now the DNC is worried it could happen again in 2020. Hear why Democratic leadership is rightfully concerned that the warm and cozy beds of voters could keep them from going to the polls on a brisk election day morning. From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, this is The Topical. I'm Leslie Price, and I'm about to exercise my right as a podcast host and make my voice very heard. Back with more of what I have to say right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Well, we're less than 30 days out from Election Day, but Democrats are saying there is one issue that could lead to record low voter turnout in the upcoming election that still needs to be addressed. DNC officials are expressing concern today that a warm, cozy bed on a brisk November morning could keep voters from going to the polls on Election Day. OPR political correspondent Dirk Mullins probably knows what the fuck they're talking about and joins us now. Hello, Dirk. Hi, Leslie. So tell us, how big of an effect could this kind of sleepy contentment have on voter turnout in the fall? Well, Democrats say that depending on the chilliness of the morning and the soft comfiness of the voters' bed, millions of Americans could risk having their votes not counted after choosing to remain curled up under the covers. Mm -hmm. DNC spokesperson Sloan Ramsey warned of the potential consequences on NBC's Meet the Press over the weekend. Here's a clip. There may be no bigger threat to Americans' right to vote than waking up this election day to a crisp gray November morning while still toasty, warm, and relaxed under a blanket. Just thinking about putting their feet onto the cold floor or stepping outside into the frigid wind to stand in line at the polls is enough to demoralize any voter, so much so that they just drift back off to sleep. Oh yeah, especially if they find that sweet spot in the mattress. But Dirk, most states are allowing absentee voting this year. Shouldn't that put to rest any of these concerns? That's true, but a large number of Americans who either cannot vote by mail or are worried USPS issues will prevent their ballot from arriving on time to be counted, are planning to take their chances and go to the polls in person. Plus, you still got to go outside to get to the post office, and who wants to do that when it's chilly out? Right, so the majority of people still plan on voting in person, despite knowing how good it feels to stay in bed while the wind rattles the windows and blows the leaves off the trees outside. But couldn't voters simply go later in the day, maybe after work, once the sun has swallowed the morning dew? That is, of course, an option, with many polling places staying open until 8 p.m. But again, the DNC always warns against putting off voting until the end of the day. Here's Ramsey again. In the event that voters get off work in time to go to their polling place, they'll still be risking thoughts of their nice cozy beds and their favorite silk pajamas beckoning them home instead. The next thing you know, they're kicking off their shoes and happily sinking into a deep, dreamless sleep, and their vote's not counted. I know I can't resist the draw of my own springy twin-size mattress after work. So, Dirk, who will these obstacles affect most? DNC officials say this is a nonpartisan issue and will affect all voters on both sides of the political spectrum who sleep under plush-down duvets and especially those not fortunate enough to be morning people. And how is the government preparing in case of excessive cuddle weather on Election Day? Several state election boards are trying to ease the burden on voters by setting up cots for them to use while waiting in line as well as drawing voters out of bed and to the polls with the 
irresistible smell of freshly baked cinnamon buns. But Ramsey recommends that voters also do what they can to plan ahead. Here she is again. Americans should give themselves plenty of time to get to the polls by having multiple alarms to wake them up and maybe even setting their clocks ahead a few minutes as buffer. It might also be a good idea to use either an extra heavy blanket that makes them all sweaty or just a thin sheet so they wake up freezing cold. Alternatively, Ramsey suggests drinking a ton of water the night before the election so you wake up having to piss like crazy. And if that doesn't work, maybe the feeling of a wet urine-soaked mattress will motivate them to go to the polls. Fingers crossed. This has turned into a large enough concern, though, that voting rights groups are also offering to help people get to the polls by providing free wake-up calls. And if voters need transportation, companies like Uber and Lyft are offering free rides on Election Day with plenty of blankets, pillows, and full continental breakfasts provided in the back seat plus complimentary cups of hot cocoa. Mm. Those initiatives will help, but the Democrats' only real hope may be that enough American voters are evicted from their homes and don't have a comfortable bed to sleep in come Election Day. Let's hope so. This election is simply too important to not make your voice heard. Unless, of course, you sleep in, then it's whatever. There'll be another one soon enough. Anyway, that's OPR's Dirk Mullins. Back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There's always a lot of politics to cover in the lead up to an election, but now that we've got it all out of the way, we can finally get back to covering all the good old-fashioned tragedies that you've come to know and love. So here's what else you need to know today. Stand back and stand by. Those are the words of President Trump that many members of the alt-right have taken as direct orders, and now the nation's bland and ineffectual white supremacists are waiting for their own signal from Vice President Pence. Millions of milquetoast white nationalists across the country announced that they were fully prepared to complain about immigrants on their Facebook page and quietly murmur, this country isn't what it used to be within earshot of minorities at the gas station, should Vice President Pence give the word. And just because President Trump is out of Walter Reed and back at the White House doesn't mean his medical staff isn't keeping a close eye on him. In fact, several of his doctors today expressed concern that they believe the president may be administering his own care after noticing trepanation holes in his skull. Hey, I say if the president wants to drill a hole through his temple, let him. It's his body and he knows what's best for it. And finally, in an effort to eliminate racial stereotyping from their popular rice brand, Uncle Ben's today unveiled their new Rorschach mascot that allows consumers to see whatever they want. I gotta say, putting an image of my father tearing down my lemonade stand from when I was five years old while he screams that I'll never amount to anything in life doesn't necessarily make me hungry for rice, but I can see why it's at least a step in the right direction. Good for Uncle Ben's. And that's the topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcast. You can also sign up to be a member of our Patreon, where you'll get all kinds of exclusive content. Or if you prefer something a little more personal, you can write me a handwritten thank you letter for always being there to read you the news each and every day. You can also tell me what a good job I'm doing, and it wouldn't kill you to stick five bucks in the envelope, too. 
And tomorrow on The Topical, what's it like to be retweeted by the president? We'll talk with one man who's worried that having President Trump retweet him so much could be undermining the credibility of his conspiracy theories. It's a fascinating conversation and you won't want to miss it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.